In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we continue walking through the Ten Commandments this Lenten season. And so we remember that in the first commandment, God demands your heart. He demands that you fear, love, and trust him above everything else, which are all demands made of your heart. And in the second commandment, God demands your lips. He demands that you call upon him in every need. And we see how these two commandments are connected. When our hearts trust the Lord, then our lips will confess that trust, and we will speak God's name in order to call upon him and to praise him and to thank him. And now this morning we get to the third commandment. And in the third commandment, God is going to demand your ears. How will you know to fear, love, and trust God above all else, as the first commandment demands? How will you know how to use God's name, not in vain, but in faith, as the second commandment demands? Well, in Romans chapter 10, St. Paul is going to make this point for us. He writes, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim? God makes himself known to us through the proclamation of his word. We made this point a couple of weeks ago when Adeline was baptized. We said in her baptism, God has spoken words of promise to her. And now part of our duty as a congregation is to make sure that she hears those words for the rest of her life. And so we come together every Sunday. We come together to hear preaching. We come to receive the sacrament. We come to hear the scriptures read. We come to sing and hear the word given to us in song. We come to respond to God's goodness and prayer and praise and thanksgiving. But all of this has one central purpose, which is that God is taking control of our ears. The words we receive and hold on to through our ears will inevitably travel to our hearts and form our hearts. The third commandment, as you know, is to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, or sometimes it is written to hallow the holy day. And for the Jews in the Old Testament, this meant specific requirements about what to do on the seventh day of the week. It meant there was to be no hard work done. It may have meant that this day was spent at the temple or in a synagogue and so on. Christians, however, are not under the law in that regard. The external demands that came with the third commandment were specific to the Jews under Old Testament law. And as much as I would love to stand here and preach against businesses being open on Sundays and my favorite soapbox, youth sports, having practices and games the first day of the week, that's really not what the commandment is getting at at its heart. Doing labor of some sort on a Sunday afternoon is really not fundamentally what this commandment is demanding of us. Keeping the Sabbath was not at the heart of the commandment about devotional acts that were going to please God. The commandment about the Sabbath was not about God demanding the people giving up work for a day to prove how holy they are. Instead, the Sabbath is, and always was, about refreshing God's people with God's word. 
Jesus makes this point over and over in the Gospels when he says, the Sabbath was created for man and not man for the Sabbath. In Jesus' ministry, the Pharisees often wanted to make the Sabbath the battleground to fight with Christ. Jesus was healing on the Sabbath. Jesus' disciples were gathering grain to eat on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees missed the point that the heart of the commandment was not about just following rituals or external rules, but it was always about the refreshment of God's people. For Christians, the commandment to keep the Sabbath holy is not about rigid ritual to satisfy God, but it's about being refreshed by God's word. And each of our days is made holy not by the acts of piety we perform, not by the things we give up, but it's made holy by God's word. Therefore, the Sabbath command for Christians is about making our ears available to gladly hear God's word. This is what makes a Sabbath day. That is holy for you. What is holy for you is hearing God's word, receiving God's word. So out of custom, Christians have gathered on the first day of the week with special attention to hearing and receiving God's word. And furthermore, we all know that nature shows us that none of us can work 24-7 or we're going to drop dead. Every person does, in fact, need a time to be refreshed, a time to rest. And so we as Christians use our day off in our culture and in our tradition Sunday as a time specifically to be refreshed by God's word. And so the third commandment is not just about what we do on Sundays. The commandment to hallow the holy day is about the Sabbath rest you now enjoy in Christ. Sunday itself is not intrinsically holier than Monday. December 25th is not holier than July 25th. Easter is not holier than any other day. Instead, wherever God's word is proclaimed, that day is made holy. Wherever God's word is preached and received, Christians are being made holy. And so for the Christian, every day is a Sabbath day in the sense that we do not work to please God. Instead, every day, we receive the gracious gifts of God through Jesus Christ. Every day for the Christian is an opportunity to be refreshed and to be made holy by God's word. And so, of course, on Sundays, we do this very intentionally as a congregation out of an important and ancient tradition. However, every day you have the opportunity to hear God's word, to learn it, to receive it joyfully, to put your faith in it. And therefore, every day you can be refreshed by God's word. Now, of course, we don't neglect Sunday worship, but Sunday worship is not the only demand the third commandment is making on us. Because every day for the Christian is a Sabbath day. But also every day in the life of the Christian is a day of battle. Satan does not rest. Our sinful flesh does not take a day off. The temptations of the world do not follow a 40-hour work week. Therefore, there is not a single day in which the third commandment does not apply to us. Every day we want and we need God's word in our ears in one form or another. Because every day we need, we need God's word to enter our ears in order to reach our hearts. To form our hearts in faith and trust, we need that word of the gospel every day. 
If you've ever flown on an airplane before and you paid attention to the pre-flight safety talk given before the plane takes off, you will know that if the oxygen mask come down in an emergency, you're supposed to put your mask on first before helping those around you. You have to have your oxygen secure before you're any good to another person in any kind of emergency. In the same way, to be of any good in this sinful world, we want to make sure that we are sustained by the promises of God's word. We need to hear that Jesus Christ is for us. We need to remember God's promises to us. This becomes our oxygen when the world's in crisis mode, when there's emergencies all around us. It is the promise of God that becomes that oxygen that secures us to be a help to others. And so the third commandment is always that constant demand of our ears. And it asks of us, are we giving our ears to God? Are we taking time to gladly hear his word, to learn it? Are we listening to faithful preaching of the word? Are we coming to the sacrament, trusting in God's promises for us? That is how we open up our ears to God's word. And that's how we hear his word for us. And more than that, that's how we hear his refreshing word. Because that is what the Sabbath rest is for us Christians. It is being refreshed in Jesus Christ. Amen.